I V M. Welcome to All Things Policy, a daily podcast by the Takshashila Institution. We are a bunch of policy nerds based in Bengaluru, and we like bringing fresh perspectives to Indian affairs and Indian perspectives to global affairs. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us for today's chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of All Things Policy. We are one month into the new year, almost, and the most awaited event in the policy space is here. We are two days away from the union budget. As lay people, the few things we look out in the annual budget are mostly things related to income tax rates, tax cuts, or increases in certain goods and services, and for the more discerning, maybe a few macro numbers like the fiscal deficit. But given this is the most important account of expenditure and income for the government, how can we as citizens? make better sense of it to understand the union budget what it holds how we can make better sense of it i have my, with me my colleague sarthak who will help us understand this subject in a little more detail welcome sarthak welcome to the show yeah hi suman uh, so before we start just one thing uh, we are not two days uh, because the day the budget is going the day this episode is going to be released oh, yeah. it's mm. going to be 31st First. of january so yeah recording tomorrow <laughs> the budget is going to be released yeah yeah okay firstly why should we study the budget at all from a public policy point of view what are the interesting insights we can get yeah so uh, the union budget and in fact with all the budgets uh, you get an idea about the intentions of the government right so the budget has details about how the government is going to spend its money right so you get to know about the intentions and at the same time the budget also tells you how the money was spent the last time and the last to last time so you look you can look at those trends as well so as uh, someone who is interested in the public policy space or just as a citizen right it makes sense for us to look into all these things right how your money in fact at the end of the day this is mostly taxpayers money right how this money is going to be spent on what's in which sector on what scheme right so and it it can be a way by which you can also hold the government's accountable in the sense that you can raise questions that why the money was spent on this and not this right so all these things can be understood and analyzed from the budget yeah so Uh, get an idea about the intentions of the government also uh, actually measure the government from what it said last time the intentions that it said versus actions it actually did is what we can see in the budget so what is usually covered in the union finance minister's budget speech we see that it becomes a big event in in the news circles and everybody is talking about it and there is you know so much coverage about it so what gets covered in the union finance minister's budget yeah so generally as you mentioned generally there is a lot of uh, discussions debates around what the union mean union finance minister says uh, in the parliament right the budget speech so typically there can be some big announcements uh, in a particular sector or there can be a mention of a particular scheme so all these things are there uh, apart from that sector wise what steps have been taken and uh, in the next year right in the next in the upcoming fiscal year what steps might be taken so these kind of things are mentioned and then there are a lot of numbers right uh, 
this much we are going to spend, this percent increase in allocation is going to be there in this sector. All those things are there. And sometimes there is uh, Shiro, Shairi and all those things also that happens uh, during the uh, budget speech. But one thing I want to point out here is, uh, given that this is going to be an interim budget, uh, since the elections are supposed to happen this year, right? Uh, so the, this budget is going to be an interim budget. So maybe we might not have some uh, big announcements uh, because ideally the government that is going to be there, right? And the for the after the elections, they should be having a major say um, in the expenditure and all those decisions. So maybe some big announcements might not be there, but you never know. Yeah, but also this is a platform for the government to make an election speech because we are not yet in the code of conduct or, uh, you know, that election. So they might use this platform to make some uh, announcements. But by, again, like you said, this is a vote on account and in an interim budget. So uh, we may just see an announcement and not actually outlays or, yeah. uh, you know, uh, expenditure set across for it. So is there anything apart from this like what are the complementary documents or what are uh, some other things that we can read to make sense of the budget because the budget seems to have a lot of numbers a lot of jargon a lot of um, you know high flown uh, definitions and terms how do we as citizens make sense of this what are the things that we should read in parallel yeah uh, thanks suman for asking this question usually what happens all the discussion mostly revolves around what the finance minister talks about in the parliament uh, what i would recommend is maybe go to the budget website we'll share the link uh, to the budget website in the budget website you will find multiple links to different documents. In fact, sometimes it can get a bit intimidating because there are so many things. But I'll just break it down into parts. You will have some sections which will talk about expenditure. Basically, how the government plans to spend money over the next year and uh, which department is going to spend how much amount of money, which ministry is going to spend how much amount of money, uh, on what schemes this thing will be spent. So all these details you'll get in the expenditure section. There will be multiple links. In fact, uh, there will be some PDFs where you will get a summarized version of these as well. So in case you do not have enough time, you can you can go to those summarized versions. Depends on how much details you want, right? What granularity you are, you are aiming to achieve. Then you also have the revenue section, right? Here you get an idea about how the uh, government plans to raise revenues tax revenues, non-tax revenues, all those things are there. For here also, you'll have summarized versions. Now, apart from that, I mean, these are the things which are which we usually talk about. But apart from that, there are some other documents also. For instance, there is this output outcome framework. So in this, you'll get an idea. What are the outputs and outcomes the government aims to achieve for different schemes, for different uh, departments, right? So. So the expenditure part has the outlay. This much amount of money has to be spent. The output outcome framework will mention what you are going to achieve if you are spending this much amount of money. And uh, this particular framework also talks about outcomes, long-term outcomes, basically. For instance, you are spend, the expenditure part will have X amount that will be incurred on, let's say, something like Swachh Bharat Abhiyan. Output outcome framework will mention how many uh, individual toilets will be uh, set up, how many community toilets will be set up. And 
how many villages will become open defecation free because of this uh, spending this much amount of money so have a look at the output outcome framework as well and apart from this you also have implementation of budget announcements so whatever announcements were made in the previous budget last year's budget how much of that has been implemented so that document is also there so maybe you can go through these documents and have some interesting questions right if you are saying that uh, we initiated these things then why does this not happen so all those things all these are basically prompts yeah just for our listeners uh, another probable example for the outlay output outcome framework is the education so if is the education sector spend whatever so if the government is sent, saying that we will spend x amount of money in a particular year with outputs will measure how many school buildings or how many benches or how many teachers uh, you will get on board and outcomes is a long term process where you are actually measuring where you would probably measure the ability of students to read at a particular level or numeracy at a particular level so that is an interesting framework that you should keep in mind when you're looking at budget numbers so it's not just enough for us to be showing that we have spent or allocated that much money but also to see what comes out of that allocation this is where you will get some kind of an idea so yeah going forward uh, we always hear these words budgetary revised actual so what are what do all these mean what are these important heads or categorizations of all these different budget yeah so if you look at these numbers the documents that i was talking about right now the expenditure documents related to expenditure documents which have data on uh, revenue and all those things revenue estimates so each document will broadly have four columns four data columns you can say one will be the budgetary estimate for the upcoming fiscal 2024 25 so basically what the government intends to spend in the upcoming fiscal another column will be the budget estimates for last year so budget estimate 23 24 so last year in the budget what they announced that is usually there then you also have the revised estimates for the previous fiscal so you'll have the revised this in the upcoming budget you will have the revised estimates for 23 24 right so what would have happened is the government would have made some announcements in last year's budget but it, it might so happen that uh, the government overspends or it might not spend what it or the different departments ministries might not spend whatever uh, they were allocated so these estimates are revised so usually after 6 months you get an idea and you extrapolate that so you also have the revised estimates for the previous year and you have the actual spending data for last to last year so in the upcoming budget you will you are going to have the actual expenditure of 22 23 so actual expenditure of 2023 on different departments ministries schemes revised estimates for 23 24 for different departments ministries budget estimates again for 23 24 and you will have the budget estimates for 24 25 so these are some of the broader heads apart from that each of this column that i am talking about the or the set of data in each of these columns will again be divided into revenue expenditure and capital expenditure revenue expenditure is recurring, uh, recurring expenditure day to day uh, i mean it keeps on happening while capital expenditure is again one time thing 
for in for in for instance if you are spending on infrastructure right it will be part of that capital capital expenditure you will not get immediate returns out of it maybe in the long run you will get the returns but generally the returns are much more the for the amount of money that you are spending so you can also look at these things right how much capital expenditure is being incurred how much of the total spending is revenue expenditure if you are if large part of your spending is revenue expenditure then you are just meeting your day to day requirements maybe you are not maybe interest payments and all yeah or interest payments uh, salaries wages they are all part of your revenue expenditure so a large part of your expenditure if it is revenue expenditure that means maybe in future we might have an issue and also borrowings may increase yeah 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 so uh, also if you look at the different rows in these documents you can see uh, some rows which are under central schemes which some rows which will be under centrally sponsored schemes now that also gives you an idea central schemes means something which is completely funded by the union government centrally sponsored schemes uh, again these are the ones uh, where the union and the states together have to contribute the states again there are some conditionalities uh, so Uh, that way also you can make the distinction yeah so now that you have explained these uh, definitions of uh, budgetary revised capital etc we need to look at uh, the numbers per se okay so we'll do that after the break we'll take a short break now and uh, after the break we'll discuss the numbers itself stay tuned to all things policy we'll be right back after a short commercial break Welcome back. Uh, we are discussing the union budget, as in we are not the budget is not yet out, but we are discussing how we can actually look at the budget. How can we make it make more sense for us? So we were discussing some important heads and categorization in the budget documents before the break. Now we'll move on to some numbers. What are these numbers? How do we look at them? So revised actual you've already spoken about. So can you just take us through this? Yeah. So. generally the discussion is around the budget estimates so next year how much the government is going to spend on this sector for or on the scheme or how much is going to be the allocation for a particular department ministry now yeah i mean these numbers are important but we should always look at the context or for instance right we should uh, look at these numbers in relation to the revised estimates in relation to the actual expenditure for instance last year maybe the budget estimates for a particular ministry was x and the revised estimate is maybe 50% of x yeah which means this, you're not spending yeah, enough and hmm. this year you are announcing why so maybe why will not be even spent because hmm. given the historical data it shows that you are not able to uh, spend uh, whatever was being allocated to you so look at the context over there uh, also maybe compare it with the actual expenditure that gives you even a more realistic number so uh, if budget estimate last year was x and this year it is y uh, maybe it y is 20% uh, higher than x just we should not assume that uh, this time the budgetary allocation has just increased by 20% so uh, everything will be 20% higher might not might not be the case maybe you are spending even less so keep that in mind look at the context yeah so what you're saying is that just because scheme or a particular sector has been allocated x it doesn't mean anything you have to look at it in the context of how much was actually spent two years before and yeah. how much was the revised yeah. estimate yeah. for yeah. last year yeah i mean make make a basically you are trying to 
डू सम सॉर्ट ऑफ इंटेलिजेंट एस्टिमेशन हियर राइट अपार्ट फ्रॉम दिस देर इज अ पॉसिबिलिटी दैट देर विल बी इंक्रीज इन एलोकेशन इन दिन द आउटले फॉर डिफरेंट डिपार्टमेंट्स एंड मिनिस्ट्री नाउ लेट्स ए there is a 5% or 4% increase in allocation for a particular department ministry now does it really mean that uh, the ministry or department now has higher amount of resources it can spend more what do you think suman uh, maybe maybe not if you take into consideration like inflation yeah. and things it might just be adding up to yeah, the yeah exactly right if the inflation rate is more than that and uh, your allocation is allocation uh, increases percentages less than that then doesn't make i mean effectively right. uh, it nullifies it nullifies right i mean in fact you might be getting less uh, you might be able to do less as compared to last year right let's say the inflation rate is 6% and the increase in allocation is 5% right you are now having lesser resources uh, another way to look at this percentage increase look at how much the overall budget is increasing what percentage it is increasing and look at uh, what is the percentage increase in allocation for a particular sector or for a particular department ministry if the overall budget is increasing at a higher percentage at higher rate let's say at maybe 10% and uh, for that department the increase in allocation is maybe 8% so it indirectly implies that uh, the department uh, is actually getting a lesser share right so uh, that way also you can compare another aspect that you can also look for is uh, what is the size of allocation to that scheme or department or to a ministry if it is very small right if it is still say let's say in the order of 500 crores or something maybe we should not be giving too much Which? attention to that because it is the union budget and uh, look at the number of stakeholders so something like a 500 crore might not make much of a difference so maybe focus on the larger numbers instead of uh, the smaller ones so any scheme that has say a ballpark 5000 crore is what you should be yeah exactly uh, actually yeah to have any tangible mm-hmm. impact right mm-hmm. it should have uh, at least uh, these kind of numbers numbers yeah yeah so we've covered most of this and are there any other interesting insights that we as you know general interested people can get from the budget and what other tips that yeah. you can offer to actually look through this budget yeah so few more things that you can look at as uh, you you should look at revenue expenditure and capital expenditure right how much of the budget is revenue exp- how much of the expenditure is revenue expenditure how much of it is capital expenditure and uh, what has what is the trend at least for the last 2 3 years right uh, whether the capital expenditure has increased or not so that is one aspect another thing is apart uh, some expenditure the government has to incur right I, i mean irrespective of circumstances they have to incur these are called committed expenditure they have to spend for instance the government has borrowed money it has to interest pay the interest uh, then uh, to the different uh, government officials right it has to pay salaries wages so these are all committed expenditure you can't uh, you can't not uh, uh, stop these kind of payments so what is the trend in terms of committed expenditure are they uh, is it increasing is it increase and uh, of course you should not look at it in absolute terms you should rather take a ratio of committed expenditure to, to whatever revenue mm-hmm. uh, you are able to generate revenue receipts if committed expenditure to revenue receipts it is uh, increasing it shows that mm-hmm. uh, your spending on all these things has increased but your 
you are not having enough revenue for to meet these kind of requirements so in future you might have a problem so the committed expenditure to revenue receipts ratio is important maybe have a look at this uh, and given that there have been countries in the neighborhood which that have faced these kind of issues uh, apart from that uh, the different deficit numbers are also important right uh, fiscal deficit and all those things the budget uh, documents give you an idea about this outstanding liabilities you get and get an idea about this maybe uh, look at these numbers these can be prompts to maybe start write a blog or write an opinion piece and also there can be some fundamental questions that uh, you might raise when you look at these numbers when you glance through these numbers uh, or you glance through these heads for instance uh, maybe the government is spending on a particular scheme you might have a fundamental question should the government even be having this scheme, scheme. okay mm. should the government be doing this something that we have talked about it in multiple podcasts not just us many others would have also talked about it is the government trying to address a market, market failure. failure in the mm. sector is there a market failure yeah. why is the government here okay right mm. so again uh, econ 101 information asymmetry externalities uh, public, public goods, goods. right mm. concentration of market power these are the areas where the government should be there right if there is a um, scheme which is trying to address something where there is no already market, market players there, uh, there is market is doing well then maybe uh, it's not apt right you can yeah. have those questions also uh, since we are uh, discussing the union budget uh, and as we know the constitution has provisions right it has uh, it has different lists the union is supposed to legislate on subjects in the union list the state is supposed to legislate on subjects which are in the state, state list and then you have a concurrent list so uh, there can be many items on which the union government is actually legislating is or actually legislating is having schemes hmm. uh, spending money on that maybe the government has a decreased allocation in these sectors the union government mm, okay okay then mm. it might not necessarily be a bad thing because ideally it is the states which is supposed, supposed to, to do be. that right so you can also get an idea uh, about all these things right whether if there is a scheme uh, which is supposed to be or if there is a scheme in a sector which is which is supposed, supposed to be, be under the ambit of the state, state. government uh, then you can have a question that why is the union government doing all these things yeah yeah right and vice versa right if the union government has decreased allocation to a particular sector state defense yeah <laughs> no no not defense uh, i'm talking about some topics which are ideally oh, okay. uh, subjects mm. which are ideally on the on state states. list and the union government has reduced allocation over that there. should so be maybe, good right that might be good i mean that need not necessarily be harm i mean we should not be mm. unnecessarily okay. criticizing the union government over there so yeah i mean these are some uh, interesting insights that you can possibly have yeah uh, to actually wind up um, the last just a few tips if you can uh, just close with it it'll be great yeah one thing uh, so since uh, i mean since there's a lot of focus on union budget and there, there is a possibility of big announcement which again is less because this is going to be an interim budget but whenever announcements are made uh, just try to uh, look for what kind of numbers are being quoted Uh, are, are is the union finance minister talking in terms of absolute numbers or relative relative to. numbers for instance uh, is the finance minister saying oh 1000 crores will be allocated to a particular ministry uh, or 1000 in crore increase in allocation is there or this percentage increases increase. there hmm. usually whenever you have uh, small increases right 
absolute numbers are quoted and whenever you have a decent hmm. uh, increase percentages hmm. are quoted so i thought this is an interesting insight and this was there in uh, pramit bhattacharya's article uh, i think on live mint so yeah i mean we keep a note of these things okay yeah um, so this is interesting and this gives our uh, listeners and all of us a unique way to look at the budget that's coming up so uh, i hope everybody will uh, keep this in mind when you're reading the budget numbers and just not look at tax tax cuts tax rate cuts or duties or any of that yeah, um we'll um we'll stop here for this episode hopefully come back later with an analysis of um, the actual budget that comes up and to close this session i just like to uh, talk to our, tell our listeners about um, the various courses we offer at um, at Takshila's uh, Public Policy School. We have the graduate certificate in public policy. We have the postgraduate program in public policy. We also have a new initiative which is called the Open Takshila. It is our endeavor to make public policy accessible and easy for everyone. So you can check this out. Where um, this is a platform where we have policy discussions, where we have events, where we have open courses that we run. So look at OpenTakshila.net. and join us there for more interesting conversations on these topics thank you thank you sartak thanks suman if you liked our show don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can tune into them on the ivm podcast app ivmpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts you can also follow ivm on social media the handle is at @ivmpodcasts on twitter facebook and instagram and hey If you'd like to dive into Takshashila's research on technology, strategy and economic affairs, check us out at our Twitter handle @takshashilainst or our website takshashila.org.in.